When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey, what's up? This is Josh from Goldroom, and you're listening to Pantheon Podcasts. History in five songs. With host Martin Popoff. A production of Pantheon Podcasts. Let's rock out with Martin. Yes, indeed. Martin Popoff back again for another episode of History in Five Songs with Martin Popoff. Pleased, as always, to be part of the Pantheon Podcast Network. Uh, available on Spotify, iTunes, and over 40 other podcast platforms. So, this episode uh, is something, you know, I, I've had brought up to me many times. I've answered this question many times. I've been frustrated about the answer to this question many times. We are going to call this uh, episode, which is episode 33, uh, Greatest Guitar Solos of all time. How presumptuous, eh? Um, yeah, I, I consider this to be an impossible task. I mean, there are literally millions of guitar solos out there, um, let alone in our hard rock, heavy metal world, uh, you know, out there beyond that. I mean, I've had this brought up to me many times that it would be cool to do a book on this. I've had it brought up. A buddy of mine came by the other day to the office, uh, Tychos. Uh, he uh, was picking up a Thin Lizzy book, met him in the lobby, and he said, you should do a book on the greatest guitarists of all time. And then I thought, well, it's kind of been done, and it's kind of like write, rewriting wiki, uh, Wikipedia entries in a way on these guys. Um, but I do like the idea of guitar solos in that. I love the idea of taking polls and finding out the answer. So I actually kind of went down this road at one point with a buddy of mine, great guitarist, Sean Kelly, um, who's played with Nelly Furtado. He's got his own band, Crash Kelly's played with Helix, Lee Aaron, I think Honeymoon Suite as well. Um, great guy, uh, has a few of his own books. I've had him on uh, the panel of some of the books I've done, but you know, we, we kind of bandied about this idea of a uh, greatest guitar solos of all time because I'm not a guitarist per se. Sure, I've owned a guitar, you know, all my life, and I've played I played guitar a little bit. I'm not, I'm not a guitarist though. Um, I'm I'm more of a drummer than a guitarist, and I don't even consider myself a great drummer. I've I've actually owned a bass and had played a lot of bass as well uh, over the years. But no, not not proficient really on any of those three instruments. Sean Kelly is, and I thought if I did a book like this, I'd have to do it in conjunction with a guitarist. Um, but no, I started taking a poll, and you know, we kept getting the the usual answers. What what are the ones everybody thinks about, right? Eagles Hotel California, Pink Floyd, Comfortably Numb. Uh, I was getting a lot of Ace Freely in there though, which was kind of cool. Strange Ways and things like that. Um, you know, Slash shows up. 
But I just, uh, there are so many guitar solos out there. And, uh, you know, some of my some of my favorite guitar solos, I can just throw on a modern day Mr. Big or Europe album and hear amazing John Norum and, uh, and Paul Gilbert solos. Uh, in fact, I was going to put in uh, one of each of those in this. I mean, there's just too many, right? Um, but um, these are the ones that usually are the ones to come to mind when anybody asks me that question. Maybe we're doing a radio interview or another podcast interview or something on YouTube. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm going to explain why. I mean, these all have different reasons, and uh, and you're going to actually see a bit, bit of a commonality as we go through these. So maybe by the end of this episode, we will come up uh, with, uh, you know, a pretty good list of criteria of, of what actually makes a great guitar solo. Um, so, yeah, without further ado... Let's move into our first one. Um, this is a Canadian band called Coney Hatch, and this is uh, the guitar solo from Monkey Bars. All right, so there you have the great Steve Shelsky. Uh, this is a great band. Um, they were a Canadian band that uh, that put out uh, three albums and then later put out a really fine reunion album. Carl Dixon was in the band. Um, Dave Ketchum, drummer, I believe that's his name. Uh, Andy Curran as well. Uh, Andy uh, went on to have a pretty good solo career in Canada. Well, actually, one big album. Um, and then he worked in the Rush office. He's been part of SRO and, and uh, moved up the ladder. He's, he's a pretty big corporate dude these days. Um, but great guy, and they've had reunion gigs, and they played. They, they went out and played with British Lines. So this is off their first album, the self-titled Coney Hatch album. Um, their sound, you know, it's funny. I think of Dee Snyder when he talks about... Um, being a combination of Judas Priest and ACDC. Coney Hatch, in their own way, is kind of that as well. Um, but no, this song... This is a good, heavy, lumbering, heavy song on their on uh, on this debut album. I believe it's the last song in the album. And Steve Shelsky is on here, and he's playing a little bit in the spirit of the producer of this album, Kim Mitchell from the Max Webster Band. Um, so you're hearing uh, hearing a lot of that, uh, you know, minor key, atonality, jazziness, scattiness to this. It's just a really cool, off the wall musical solo, and basically, Coney Hatch fans, they all know this solo they all love this song it was actually one of their biggest hits as well um just a great song just a great slow party song i mean I, that that might sound like a contradiction in terms but coney hatch had this way of making these big uh muscular slow but still proto pre hair metal songs don't forget this is 1982 hair metal didn't even really exist at this time this is a band that really should have been huge i mean you play this album and the next one uh they had what what are they called uh, out of hand can't remember the name of the other one right now um but anyways uh great stuff great production uh actually this album is is not the best produced of the three um you know kim mitchell is producing it oh well so so he's a he's a rock god but maybe he's not a producer i don't know um but uh but no that's a that's a great solo by Steve Shelsky for years you know I I kind of thought without really thinking about it at the time that Kim Mitchell actually guested the the solo on this because it is so much like Kim Mitchell so there you go Coney Hatch Monkey Bars okay number two boy 
guess who's up now? Kim Mitchell himself. Uh, let's take a listen to this and discuss. This is, uh, this is uh, Rumor Has It off of uh, his first full-length solo album, Akimbo Logo. Take a listen. So yeah, I I often pick this as my favorite guitar solo of all time by anybody. Um, It actually, unfortunately, it goes on and does a lot of cool things even after our 30-second clip. But what you hear in this is is you hear the speed, the fluidity, the the slight Robert Frippness of what he does. But you also get um, a very hummability and hookiness uh, as well as a a little bit of a guitar-keyboard duel in there, a la Richie Blackmore and John Lord. but it has sections to it. Um, you know, it it has a big kind of stadium rock blaze out to it. Uh, it's a little Zappa-esque um, you hear in this band. And you also get a Zappa-esque feel from this band when you get the contrast between Kim Mitchell's vocals and the higher Peter Fredette vocals. So they, they do a few things that are Zappa-esque. I mean, Max Webster, that was one band that they were somewhat compared to in the old days. And this band was, they were big Frank Zappa fans at the same time. Um, but yeah, this is, a, this, is a, this is a fast melodic song. It's a little bit odd in itself. Uh, obviously, there are tons of great Kim Mitchell solos across um, the Max Webster albums and the Kim Mitchell albums, but this has just always been uh, one of my favorites. And he is one of the guys I list as my three favorite guitarists of all time, Kim Mitchell, Billy Gibbons, Brian May. Um, Okay, let's take a short break and we'll be right back. Okay, on to number three in our history in five songs with Martin Popoff. Greatest guitar solos of all time, as if we can actually pick them. Um, Take a listen to this and we shall discuss. This is Baby Please Don't Go from Thin Lizzy. Okay, so this is the only Thin Lizzy album featuring John Sykes, uh, previously of Tigers of Pantang, in the future of White Snake and Blue Murder. And, you know, this guy, unfortunately, he's just, he's been considered hard to deal with. He's certainly hard to get a hold of. I literally have never had, I've met him before and got stuff signed by him, but I've never had an interview with him. He's always been hard to nail down, and he's always just been one of these troubled geniuses that never had much of a career. You know, records, solo records coming out in Japan and stuff like that. Blue Murder sort of fizzled. They could have been bigger than they were. They had two pretty big uh, corporate albums. I believe, uh, beginning of the 90s. Um, Carmen Apice was part of that band. Um, but yeah, he was in Tigers of Pantang. And then, um, you know, most famously, of course, uh, you know, the other claim to fame. I mean, here I am listing him as one of the greatest guitar solos of all time. The first riff that comes to mind when people say, what are the five greatest riffs of all time? And I might do an episode on that, actually. Um, but, uh, but one that comes to mind is, uh, or did I do an episode on it? No, I don't think I did. Uh, <laughs> um, the riff that comes to mind 
is the Still of the Night riff um, on the White Snake self-titled album. Big, complicated, moving, hugely recorded uh, riff. And uh, and you get a little bit of that bravado uh, here on this Thin Lizzy album. I mean, here, this is the Thin Lizzy album that people are pretty troubled by. They don't know if it's a true Thin Lizzy album. It's uh, it's Scott Gorham with uh, with this new young, you know, blonde, hotshot uh, John Sykes. It's a really heavy and abrasive album. And, uh, and you hear that in this solo. I mean, the solo, what I like about it is, again, it's, uh, it just feels composed. It has parts, it has hooks, it goes up, it goes down. Uh, it's got fluidity, but then it's got articulation to it as well. Um, and this one, yeah, I believe I remember when I was picking the 30 seconds, this one neatly fits exactly 30 seconds, doesn't it? Um, you know, I wanted to mention, actually, the first one we had, Monkey Bars. One of the cool things about that one is as it goes on through the songs, there are there are continued stabs of that atonal, almost Alan Holdsworth-type quality. He's another guy that, uh, you know, unfortunately wasn't really applied to great band situations. It was more like solo albums and, and the band UK. But, you know, we never got to hear him across really, really just good songs doing what he does, which is, when you know, he's the king of... Uh, fusion fluidity i suppose um okay moving on um we have done three of these greatest guitar solos of all time um let's go to number four this is another you know and again the point i wanted to make here is that this is impossible to do so i mean these songs may seem you know completely obscure to you well obviously the fact is we could go even way more obscure than this we can pick we you know there are just there there's like literally a couple, three, you know, on average, probably 1.5 to maybe even pushing two guitar solos per every song in hard rock and heavy metal almost, right? So there are literally millions and millions of guitar solos. And and when you're picking a piece of art that is so short, it's not an album, it's not a song, it's a guitar solo. So it could be 12 seconds to maybe 45 seconds, maybe a minute at the outset. Um, It's really hard to pick objectively versus subjectively what is really a true great piece of art moving through the ether of air through your speakers that is 18 seconds long right um so obviously it's a it's a it's a tough task but here we go um number four history and five songs with martin popoff greatest guitar solos of all time this is hanoi rocks with new york city All right, so I'm sure that was a strange one, but this has always struck me. I mean, I don't even like this record very much. This is this is the first reunion album of this beloved band that I love. I love all the old stuff, Hanoi Rocks. So they're getting back together for the first time since 1985, the death of Razzle in that car accident with... Um, you know, with Vince Neil, uh, when Hanoi Rocks was about to make their splash with Two Steps from the Move, their first album on Columbia. Cool album um, produced by Bob Ezrin. Yeah, Bob Ezrin, I'm pretty sure. Um, and the and the earlier ones are more like punky, new wave, but also really cool stuff. A little bit stoogy, a little bit stonesy. Um, but anyways, they come back and this album is similar to 
other Hanoi Rocks albums of the reunion era and the Mike, Michael Monroe albums kind of all mixed together. You know, a, a lot of layers, a lot of noise, a lot of shouty Mike Monroe. Um, I, I, like I say, I'm not crazy about the album. It's a little bit too swampy, pub rocky to me. But this solo on here, I just love the way that it's it. It's one of these that reminds me of like an extremely bluesy solo, what I call a freight train solo, a train song solo. Um, now, the funny thing is I went through all the booklet. I even did a little research on the Internet. I couldn't, you know, ascertain absolutely, absolutely, absolutely for sure that it is the great Andy McCoy doing this solo or if it's the other guitarist in the band, Costello. Hatamaki. Uh, but I'm pretty sure it's Andy McCoy. It sounds like something Andy would do. Um, Andy is, is pictured in the booklet just with Mike and Andy wrote this song. Uh, so, so essentially, um, you know, odds are it's Andy McCoy. Uh, but yeah, I, I can't say a hundred percent for sure. Gorgeous, gorgeous, uh, solo. Um, and, and you could just hear that the cool, hurtful bluesy nuances in it and this is another solo that goes along the lines of something i haven't mentioned with that i that i find that i like about my favorite guitar solos is that the entire fretboard is uh, is made use of or at least or at least it's not all high piercing high notes you know the middle of the fretboard let's say to the high uh and i prefer solos that have a little bit of that crunch and grind of the middle of the fretboard i mean i'd be perfectly happy um you know, most solos, uh, most of my favorite soloing passages are not the high piercing stuff. I remember bringing up with Steve Vai once and, and I got a bit of an annoyed answer. Um, you know, Steve Vai, ah, there's a, there's a controversial guy. We could do a whole uh, episode on Steve Vai, especially on his hard rock albums, right? Um, but, um, you know, one thing he always likes to do, he has he has a number of weapons in his arsenal, but one of the things he likes to do is he likes to play those super clean, high piercing notes that just sound like dog whistle noise to me. I mean, they annoy me. Uh, just, just that sound annoys me. And so my question to him had to do with, essentially, is a high guitar note like that the essence of pure sound? Because it doesn't, to me, have any personality. Pure sound doesn't have any personality it's when you bring in the baggage around the sound that it gets personality and he sort of like got annoyed and maybe disagreed with me and wanted to be a little argumentative he he sort of thought that when you hit notes on a piano that's closer to pure sound i still tend to disagree i think i think you know those high notes that he plays is almost the essence of hearing a sound out of a a, out of an electronic device or a synthesizer um but yeah i digress uh you don't get a lot of that on this gorgeous, gorgeous, short, uh, very artful, very bluesy New York City guitar solo. Okay, so moving on, <laughs> we're going to stay in the obscure here, and this one's really going to surprise a lot of people. Um, take a listen to this. This is uh, this is from Fozzie off of their album All That Remains. This is a song called Wanderlust, or the guitar solo from the song Wanderlust. Take a listen. <laughs> All right, so Fozzie, you know, a band that uh, 
swear to God, if you want to see a band really like like kick up some dust and fire, uh, boy, there's a mixed metaphor for you. Live, uh, go see Fozzie. Unbelievable live. Chris Jericho, super front man. Great, great singer as well. Um, Rich Ward jumping all over the place. These guys are the epitome of energy. Um, you know, my fondest memory is seeing them support Saxon. And, uh, you know, I, you don't want to say a band wiped the floor with a headliner. But, I mean, these guys just, just tore the place up. This was the, at the Phoenix here in uh, in Toronto. I've seen them other times as well. But a uh, great, great live band. Um, you know, they, they kind of came, uh, I will, I'll pronounce this word wrong, but ignomiously, I don't know how you say it, in, into the world by by having albums with a lot of covers on them and stuff, like classic metal covers. Uh, but by, by the time of this album, and I, I actually rated this album in the back of one of my review books, my favorite album of all the 2000s. I don't know what it was about this record that hit me, um, but it is just this massive, huge, rhythmic, classic heavy metal, but really muscular. They're not a rappy band. I mean, they, they got kind of accused of that a little bit earlier because of Rich Ward's association with Stuck Mojo, which was a true rap metal band. I actually love Stuck Mojo. That, I could go, I could talk about them for days as well. Uh, I did a bunch of the liner notes for the reissues and stuff. I just think they were an amazing band. And I think Rich Ward's an amazing talent. Now, now about this record, you know, I can't remember quite how the answer worked on this, but I believe what happened... So Rich Ward plays all the rhythm guitars on this record, um, but he also, the drumming on this album is some of the greatest drumming you'll ever hear. But Rich Ward, I believe he told me that he um, he programmed all the drumming and then had the drummer, who I, I'm, I feel terrible, but I don't have it in front of me here, uh, replaced it and did all the drumming. Great drum performance. And then also there's a bit of a... I can't remember the story here as well. This goes back a long time. I remember I talked to the guys about the album because I was just such a... I worshipped this album. I, I played it over and over and over again. But the guitarist on the album, it says Ryan Hallam. Um, but the wiki page says Mike Martin is the guitarist on the album. Now, let me... I'll, I'll get to it in a second. Yeah, I know what you're thinking. But And Mike Martin is one of the greatest guitarists of all time. He's done solo albums and future Fozzy stuff. The guy is an incredible technician. But what I chose here is, is one of the songs where... On this record, they had a guest guitarist. And the guitarist you just heard, you know, canny guitar fans of you would probably recognize who this is. It's Zach Wild. He's the guest on this uh, on this Wanderlust solo. Elsewhere on the album, they've got Marty Friedman soul, uh, guesting, and they've got Mark Tremonti from, uh, from Creed and Alterbridge uh, guesting as well. But this is the only song Zach Wild plays on. And obviously, there are great Zach Wild solos across the universe, across the catalog, Black Label Society, the Aussie albums. Um... I could have done a whole episode just on Zach. But what I love about this solo is just the attack on the guitar. And again, the uh, the moving up the fretboard in, in almost a classical manner, not an Angve manner, but more of like I'm going to murder classical music manner. Um, and uh, and just the dive bombs and, and just the, um, you know, which is one thing he's sort of, um, sort of known for. But yeah, just the musicality, the hookiness. And I love the way that... Um, you know, one of my favorite things about Zach, and you even see this in his acoustic shows, is the way that he uh, he are, he he almost like grinds his fingers into every notes when he's doing one of these fast solos. So you get this crazy articulation. It feels like he's about to snap the neck of the guitar, and you hear that a little bit on this beautiful, beautiful musical solo 
on this on this song Wanderlust. Um, so yeah, this was always one of the highlights of an album, just crammed full of highlights for me. Go check out this album, Fozzy, All That Remains. I mean, a lot of people don't even really know about it. Came out in 2005. Um, and again, see this band live if you can, because I think they might be just just probably one of the best live bands in terms of their stage presence that I've ever seen. Um, you know, I one negative with Fozzie that I've always been not happy with and a little, little uh, you know, kind of embarrassed about going out and seeing them again is I found subsequent albums never captured the same magic as this album did for me. They just seemed a little bit commercial and a little bit not new metal, but, you know, and not even emo metal, but just this idea of modern metal put into like just a little bit too melodic. Um, and I thought they did just everything perfect here. Um, yeah, it's a shame. I mean, I, it's, it's odd. I mean, Chris Jericho, every time they come to town, he says, ah, oh, yeah, come on out, come on out and, and hang with us and stuff. And I, and I, I've, I've missed them a couple times. Um, once it was just because it went by and I didn't notice. That's the funny thing in Toronto here. Sometimes you, you miss the news on, on when bands are playing. Cause I, I, I kind of count on this now magazine entertainment weekly to tell me what's going on. So I, I've missed Chris that way. I've had him on the panel for my maiden book and stuff. Great guy. Um, and Rich Ward as well. And like I say, I've gotten a lot lot of mileage out of the stuck mojo albums out of the years so so there you go um yeah so i mean i don't know commonality here um the new york city solo has nothing to do with any of these other solos the coney hatch steve shelsky solo and the kim mitchell solo have that uh that that uh, robert fripp alan holdsworth tonality thing to them but the rumor has it solo and the Fozzie solo Wanderlust and the Baby Please Don't Go have that uh, that ascending up the scale and descending sort of thing, like like you're going over peaks and valleys. And I suppose that is one thing I love about guitar solos, you know. And I love the way when when your favorite guitar solos it, it falls out of the map, like you just love them, and then you start looking at them and and find these uh, similarities. It's a it's a crazy thing. Um, and yeah, and and I and I love the way that um, they're they're kind of using the middle of the fretboard, and it's just not these high piercing Steve Vai uh, sounds. Um, so there you have it. Let's wrap it up there. Um, hope you enjoyed this episode, and and hope you you know obviously it's easy to uh, like I say it's. It's hard in a in a sea of millions of guitar solos to pick your best ones, but that was kind of my point with this, is it can be a pretty random experience. But when someone points out a great guitar solo to you and why, um, I have often found... Um, there's this great Steve Wilson one that came out recently. It's not even recent, but anyways, when someone has pointed out a great guitar solo to you and you go listen to it... Um, it's really cool. You can get a lot of kind of musical, creative, artistic satisfaction out of it because obviously when we listen to a lot of music, so many guitar solos just go by and we pay no attention to them. So it's kind of cool to have your attention drawn to a guitar solo once in a while. I've often said, you, you know, if say, say if you, you know, won the lottery and were retired and all you wanted to do was analyze your music collection, you could go back to your music collection and spend the rest of your life just playing all these hard rock and heavy metal albums 
and making sure you pay attention to all the guitar solos and speak and think about them and maybe record some thoughts about them. You could make an incredible, incredible book about guitar solos, I suppose. Um, Gee, here I am talking myself into this idea. Anyways, we will leave it there. Um, As always, go to the Facebook page, History and Five Songs with Martin Popoff. Um, You can go to my site, martinpopoff.com. Check out all my uh, books. Um, Currently, you know, this always changes. I don't know why I say this stuff, but... The Merciful Fate book I uh, I just put out uh, last week is now completely sold out. Um, but uh, looks like, um, yeah, re- reprint coming on that. And uh, the Rainbow book sold out as well. I uh, sold out quite a while ago, but a reprint coming on that. So I'm going to have 100 copies each of those two. Um, but yeah, keep an eye on these. They go out of print. And, you know, n- I'm not always promising they're going to come back into print. A lot of books I have will go out of print and I'll never feel like I can even move a hundred more copies, uh, to do, to do a reprint. So sometimes when they're gone, they're gone. Um, the, the last two maiden books are both down to about half a box a piece. I don't know. I, I could see those having a reprint maybe when I get around to the third book of the series. Anyways, that's it for now. Um, yeah, comment. I'd love to hear your favorite guitar solos. Uh, yeah, that would be a really cool thing to, uh, to put, um, um, on the Facebook page, point out some of your favorite guitar solos. And again, try not to think in the realm of just what's the ones that come to mind as the most famous guitar solos, because that's a trap we always fall into, especially when I was even going back and asking for this poll. You were getting a lot of the famous ones because people are just, that's what they remember, right? Uh, But the point is there are millions out there. Okay, enough babbling for now. Signing off. See you again next time here on History and Five Songs with Martin Popoff. Find all of our shows, notes, social, and links at www.pantheonpodcast.com or wherever you listen to great podcasts. All songs can be found for purchase on iTunes, Spotify, or Google Play. Please purchase these great and important tracks. Find us on Facebook at The RNRAP. We are on Instagram at RNR Archaeology. Tweet us at R&R Archaeology. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points.